Hi, I'm Christina Rodenbeck from The Oxford Astrologer, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com to discuss the astrology of the month ahead from November 22nd, I guess, to the uh, winter solstice, which is pretty exciting. A bunch of astrology, actually, that we've got to look forward to. Um, uh, we only get together once a month to do this, but uh, are you excited, Sally, about our discussion? The, the exciting discussion we're about to have? <laughs> I'm always excited about our discussions, Christina. It's a real joy <laughs> to have these astrological chats with you. Um, looking well, at the month that's gone and looking at what's coming up. So how, how was your month? You know, because you had a lot going on last month as a sort of Aries Scorpio person you have both Mars going direct and Mercury turning retrograde and then direct yeah no I had a great time actually I love Scorpio season I mean I just it, I just don't know I, it's it, it makes me very happy Scorpio season and I had a great time I mean really good timing actually because I went um I went away for a week I went on retreat I went to the sea for my birthday um, and then I left my flat in Guildford on the full moon on Halloween. And the few days before I saw friends and was able to get out and have drinks just before lockdown came in right at the beginning, um, November the 3rd, I think it was for us, wasn't it here in England? Um, so that was lovely. I mean, the timing was perfect. Um, and I really noticed Mercury turning direct at the beginning of November because suddenly I found myself able to focus and concentrate, um, get on with writing. I, I really felt a shift of that. Whether I've noticed Mars turning direct so much, I'm not sure because there was such big astrology. I mean, really interesting out in the world, as we'll probably talk about a little. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it was good out in the world in some ways, wasn't it? Trump lost. Cummings uh, as, exited on the Mars Direct. Yep, Dominic Cummings, who is the sort of Machiavelli of British politics. For American listeners, he's like Steve Bannon, but he's sort of stuck around. Well, he 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 left government. Um, what else happened? Oh, vaccines, breakthroughs. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting, wasn't it? Looking at the, you know, it was the final Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, followed by Mars Direct, followed by a new moon Scorpio. I mean, just such big astrology in that that mid-November period. And that Jupiter-Pluto, I think we always knew that the virus would still be here by then because it's been this symbol of the, the virus throughout. So we always knew there'd be the second wave. But also there's there's different ways that an astrological symbol, you know, you you see it. So it was also about the the vaccine news. And it was also about these le- the leader being ousted, actually. The yeah. Pluto. Um, um, and, and Cummings, the Machiavellian Cummings, also, like Steve Bannon, is a Sagittarian, of course, so he's a Jupiter person. And, yeah. um, I, you know, his, the eclipse, the coming, we've got, well, we're moving into these eclipses, aren't we? The Gemini and Sagittarius eclipses, which are affecting these Gemini-Sagittarius people such yes. as Dominic Cummings, Steve Bannon, Trump, and Johnson. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting too. And I mean, the other thing that we we thought there would be a spike with yeah. the, with the coronavirus. I mean, it's different in different countries, of course, but in general, yeah. there seems to be a big spike. Mm-hmm. Um, and although there have been these breakthroughs, which is also it was going to be a time of 
a month of breakthroughs. I think I actually wrote that in my, my monthly thing that it was going to be breakouts and breakthroughs. Turning points was the term I used, yeah. turning points. Mm. Um, there has been a breakthrough with the vaccines. Not yet for the people, mm. but I, it's an incredible, I think it will turn out to be uh, quite a huge scientific breakthrough, actually. Mm. You know, um, was that made something has happened. I mean, I've, I've been reading a bit about the vaccines, and they some of them are using very interesting new technology, um, and I think that will turn out to be very significant in the future. Mm. Mm. And, and and I mean, this is you know, it's going to be a big theme of twenty twenty one vaccinations, and whether it's going to be mandatory and the people who don't want that. I mean, that's going to be, I think that's going to be one of the big themes of the coming year, actually. But anyway, that's 2021. We should, <laughs> what should we talk about? Or whether it's going to be forced, this mandatory thing. I mean, how much freedom will be curtailed? Anyway, that is that's next, that's next year. You can come to our <laughs> webinar on December the 6th and listen to us talk a bit about that. So, <laughs> Yeah. What time is it on December the 6th? Is it, it uh, it's, that's a Sunday, isn't it? It's, Are we doing five till seven pm? I think so. Top of our heads. I think so. Yeah, and the tickets are on Eventbrite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's twenty twenty one astrology with Christina and Sally. You should be able to find it somewhere in there. Um, but please we'll, do we'll come. Up. Bit, um, we'll we'll advertise it as well on this uh, podcast too. So. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people don't even go to the podcast page, do they? I, I know I don't. Well, we'll get but, it out on social media. Yeah. Um, um, and how, but how about you, Christina? How about your last month on a personal level? Rather, we leaked in rather fast there to global. Oh, my God. You know, as usual, confusing. Uh, there was a lot of um, having to sort of scrabbling around, trying to catch up with stuff, confusing with um, actually the Mercury retrograde was very intense for me. I mean, my, even my internet went funny, which classic mercury retrograde um but a lot of you know i have all these um i'm in the middle of a situation which many people will be familiar with which is that my parents have died and then there's this inheritance to deal with with my brother and sister but we've all it's like a big glob uh, it's like one house that's come to us so that means it's split three ways so it's dealing with the bills for that etc so there's a lot of this kind of little admin to do to mm. do with joint holdings, which is very Scorpio theme. What do you hold in common? Yeah. Um, and it can be, um, you know, what values you hold in common with people, but it can also be literally, what do you have that you have in common? Mm. Um, so there's been a, there was a lot of sort of mercury retrograde stuff around mm. that. Um, and then I found the Mars, you know, I've had a lot of, work to do i mean i've been seeing many clients actually mm. very enjoyable and interesting um and the mars retro mars turning direct which only happened a few days ago so it's grinding around you know but it, it has turned direct and a lot of some various pieces of information have come to light for me okay important pieces of information mm. as soon as mars turned direct Stuff that has been sort of brewing that I didn't know about. Um, and that has been, and I can see that this is already, it's like a touch paper has been lit. And I can mm -hmm. feel it starting to crackle in mm -hmm. in particular areas of my life. Mm -hmm. 
and I think that this is also um, it's it's interesting because Aries it's starting something. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're back to I'm already getting that feeling. I'm quite excited about and optimistic about the future. Yes, same actually. <laughs> and I really started to feel that just before the Mars turned direct, like a week mm-hmm. or so before. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. actually, this is, and actually, maybe even a little bit before then, because it was before Biden got reelected. I st- was starting to feel, oh, actually, you know there's some very exciting things because you know this has been quite a gloomy year hasn't it oh and very even, gloomy i mean one of the gloomiest without even, you know so difficult for many people and you know for all of us kind of like limitations and wading through mud actually by the way congratulations on calling biden oh thank you very much as you uh, did in our last podcast that was excellent um but you were right that trump is not going away exactly and also speaking well we'll talk about this when we get to the eclipses actually yes. because it it's very key with his chart yeah um but yeah it's been a difficult year mm. or confining year i mean i have to say i found a lot of joy in this year uh, in mm. the confinement and in the distillation um mm. and then the intensity because i love intensity obviously uh, but um it's actually been quite, a, if you look back even before this year, you know, very lot of worry about climate change, you know, and where this country that we live in is going with Brexit. You know, this is still, this has not gone away. Mm. Um, so I'm feeling optimistic despite those things, you know, and actually mm. that there will be solutions, you know, mm. and that there, there, some of those solutions are actually imminent of yeah. you know, how we're going to figure out how to live with the planet instead of exploiting it yeah no i agreed i mean i really actually i think one of the shifts i noticed in a way or maybe it was just kind of a psychological thing going on but the fact when when there was that final jupiter pluto conjunction which was november the 12th and then jupiter finally you know saturn's escaped pluto's grip jupiter escapes pluto's grip and those two have just been you know, Pluto's sandwiched them, really. It's just been, they've been under Pluto's control, this dark god of the underworld planet. And I just felt like Jupiter is hope and faith. And, you know, I thought, thank goodness, it's finally moving away from Pluto's lair, its den. Yeah. You know, and both Jupiter and Saturn are now moving into different territory. They'll be in Aquarius, not Capricorn anymore by the end of the year. So, yeah, I mean... It's interesting, isn't it? I, I can feel this real shift of, I don't know, things starting to feel more positive, like things opening mm-hmm. up, which is, you know, very much we're interesting that we're heading into Sagittarius season. Yeah, of you course. Know, this is what we're talking about. The sun will be in Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, the biggest planet in the universe, the best planet in astrology, you know, and it's about hope, faith, optimism, the bigger picture. So I do think there's a sense of kind of almost in a way coming out of the dark and, and we can start to see the light. I mean, that's, that's how it feels. And Jupiter is also the planet of like celebration and feasting. And I always think that it's interesting that it, for Americans, it starts with Thanksgiving, you know, this is the feasty, the big feasty celebration, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Christmas is another kettle of fish, of course, because it's a Capricorn thing actually. Yes. Yeah. And it's a solstice thing, which is another, it's like we have this very intense Scorpio time, then we go into the Sagittarian time of feasting, celebration, kind of letting it all hang out, and then we go into back into a kind of intensity around Capricorn. 
Um, yeah. So yes, I feeling optimistic. Sagittarius though, let's just talk about Sagittarius for a minute because it's their month. Mm. This is their podcast in some ways. Mm. Um, and Sagittarius, first of all, it's going to be an interesting year ahead for Sagittarius because of the eclipses mm. um, in your sign and your opposite sign. But yeah. it's, um, I always think it's wonderful to have at least a dash of Sagittarius in your chart. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. it's a lucky sign, mm. you know. I, I know Sagittarians can get depressed and everything because of their optimistic take on life, and then you crash, don't you? Mm. And you're kind of disappointed because life is not as big as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I love the thing about Sagittarians, which I know, among other things, is that they are able to—they really do pick themselves up and brush themselves down, start all over again. You know, they have this kind of optimism and this curiosity about life, and this yeah. ability to take a big philosophical view of situations, yeah. to see the really, really big picture, and to uh, imagine. You know, this is a, a sign which has a big imagination about the future, about practical. It's a philosophical sign. Mm, very philosophical no i agree no i love sagittarius it's it's kind of um i like sagittarians in mm. general and i i do think i like being around them because you know they do tend to play big and they do you know i find them very inspiring they're enthusiastic and they quite often you know whatever they're interested in they go they go into it in a big way and they very often make a difference um it's also- go on I was going to say, and they're also likely to become experts at something as well. And not in the sort of detailed way that maybe a Scorpio will become an expert, but actually in this broad teaching way. I mean, you, you find a lot of Sagittarians in universities yeah. teaching in universities. Yeah. It yes. really is. A, it's a real, uh, you know, easy, it's a cinch for astrologers yeah. sometimes. It's like, is the sun in the ninth house or is there a lot of Sagittarius in this chart or is the Jupiter rising? Something like that. You'll find a professor. You yes. Know, they're the seekers, aren't they? They're the seekers. Yeah. And uh, the teachers. Seekers and the teachers, absolutely. And also I find it quite interesting that in the film world, they're often the directors, yeah. you know, because they hold that bigger picture. Um, Spielberg is the classic Sagittarius. But yeah, there's... Um, and also, but the, their love of life, I think, is really important. I mean, they make great comedians. Billy Connolly is one of my all-time favourite comedians. Bette Midler, Sarah Silverman. There's a host of sagittarius comedians as well um so i mean when i'm around my sagittarius friends i often i just feel better <laughs> you know they sort of <laughs> you know you can you can be feeling low and they sort of lift you up um yeah and, and, then, and if you need to i mean the sagittarian can put things in perspective as well mm-hmm. in other words you're not that important or you're you know you were small and mm. the world is big and it's also the sign of the great traveler you know yeah explorer yeah no i agree with that so, but they make great entrepreneurs don't they i think there's very often of you you know on the rich lists there's a lot of sagittarians quite often and um, the, other, the other job that they often have is hospitality i yes i've noticed that too you know yeah. sagittarius again or jupiter on the mc yeah. and you find someone works in hotels mm-hmm. or um you know i don't know booze <laughs> Um, spreading joy in other words mm, the hedonistic nature isn't it? it's the yeah. jovial jovial yeah. side of jupiter yeah. Job. Yeah. yeah there's actually just on um because you know how you as an astrologer you always go down these little 
paths and then you want to find out more yeah. there's um where i'm living at the moment in london there's the carnegie library close mm-hmm. by which is a beautiful building um and carnegie obviously you know there's the carnegie hall in new york and i was thinking oh i wonder well, not carnegie's astrologer well he is a sun sagittarius as well um and so reading up about him andrew carnegie he was born in scotland but went to america and then was big in steel industry um one of the things I loved and I thought was so Sagittarius is that in the last 18 years of his life, he gave away almost 90% of his fortune, which would have been, you know, the equivalent of over 5 billion. So there's can't, and 2,000 two odd libraries. And I just thought, wow, what, you know, that's a real symbol for me of a Sagittarius. It's that kind of. Easy come, easy go with the money. Yes. Yeah. And wanting to kind of give it and yeah. give to others. And, and again, libraries, you know, it's kind of, you know, educate. So that people have education, they have books, they have learning, they have imagination. Yeah. It's about sharing, sharing knowledge, isn't it? It's the sign that shares knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And easy come, easy go. You know, they're not about holding on to the money. They can be incredibly extravagant, overly so sometimes. Yeah, I know quite a lot of Sagittarians, and the issue is always hanging on to the cash. You know, (laughs) entrepreneurial, but you need to keep it flowing. That's the thing to know. It's a mutable sign, right? So if you hang on, try and hang on to it, that doesn't work. You do need to let it go as well as, and then it will come in again. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, God willing, God willing. You know, and there's a kind of, there is this trusting, there's a trusting of luck. And there's a sense of faith with mm. Sagittarius. So yeah. we're turning into Sagittarius season, which is great. Yes. And exciting. Um, what day does the sun go in this this year? Is it twenty second? I think it's uh, late. No, it's late on the twenty first, actually. Twenty first. Okay. Uh, late on the twenty first, and then obviously it's there until solstice, uh, December the twenty first. So, so a whole month of Sagittarius, but quite. Um, you know, an interesting month because of these eclipses. I mean, that's really uh, the major astrology coming up. The fact that there's two eclipses. So the full moon is a lunar eclipse on November the 30th, cutting across the Gemini Sagittarius axis. And then the new moon on December the 14th is a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So we're in this eclipse season now, which started in June 2020 and lasts until December 2021. And just really you know, already interesting. I just found it so astrologically spot on that, you know, on the Jupiter-Pluto, Jupiter being Sagittarius's planet, you know, really Trump went to Gemini, Cummings exited as Sagittarius. And there's just, you know, for Gemini Sagittarius, this is, it's big astrology, isn't it? It is these kind and, but also I think you see these comings and goings with people in leadership. Eclipses are very often about kind of rulers, um, the people in leadership, they kind of, it's the shifting, you know, the up or the down. It's that they're either in or they're out. It's the, it's the extremes of position. The shifting of power. The shifting of power. Absolutely. And this, uh, you know, one of the things that I find, I mean, that we can remark on with this um, power and this, what we've had in the past few years, and we've, we've had a Gemini in power in the States and also here. Um, and also what's been very powerful have been words and not telling the truth, frankly. Um, 
you know, that we've been, I, I love Gemini's. Okay. I have quite a lot of Gemini in my chart of, but there is a side to that Gemini, which is, um, you know, it's the dark and the light. It's mm. um, duplicity, it's, isn't it? They can be duplicitous. They can be duplicitous. And we've had this very duplicitous um, reign essentially uh, in Britain and America, which has been backed up by these Sagittarians who have had very big picture ideas. Dominic Cummings is the person who really forced through Brexit on a wave of, of propaganda in 2016. So we've had this kind of interestingly kind of propagandistic, I suppose I would say uh, period where Mm. words have been very important. And now we're coming into these, the nodes are getting into Gemini and Sagittarius Mm. and it's going to churn the whole thing up. Mm. Uh, And the power of the media has been incredible you know, whether it's, and actually it's been more, maybe more on social media, but this is swung votes. It's, it's swung situations. Um, and we're going to be seeing a lot of some changes in the media during this uh, period with the nodes in the, um, in those, in the sign that these signs of information, these are signs of, like I was saying, you know, Sagittarius is about sharing information. Mm. Um, and I think generally also- too. It's also, I mean, Sagittarius is also the sign I think that's most closely connected to truth and justice. Yes. You know, whereas it's interesting and Gemini is much more, you know, can, it's more black and white. It's shades of gray in that way. And isn't it, they're not, you know, truth isn't really a Gemini feature, whereas it is for Sagittarius. So again, we've got this, you know, these, this opposite axis. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I, I'm not sure. I kind of completely feel, I mean, I've, do associate justice also with Libra. I mean, yeah. Actually, and I'm not sure that, you know, Sagittarius is, is maybe it's to do with, I mean, Jupiter is associated with judging, is mm. making judgments. Mm. Um, but are judgments always truthful or fair, you know? And I, I yeah. kind of wonder that sometimes, mm. you know, being judgy can be quite a Sagittarian thing as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't think it's a particularly Gemini thing, in fact. Mm. I kind of, I think, well, I, I know Sagittarians, I mean, this is something I see with Sagittarians, is that quite often they want to push to hear the truth. They find it quite hard to be dishonest, and I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. What, that Sagittarian blurt? Oh, oops, I just said the true thing. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, did they, that come they, out of my mouth? <laughs> Yeah, they can be almost tactless in that way, can't they? Because they just say it. Well, that's no, that's the situation. Didn't you know that? (laughs) Yeah. But also it's their truth quite often. Yeah. 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 You know, they can be ideological, I think. Mm. It's one of the signs that can go quite ideological, but be persuaded. It's a mutable sign. It's not like ideological, like an Aquarian, which is, can go completely one way. Um, so yeah, so but so the, and this is where the eclipses are is and it's in these signs are also signs that are to do with ideas, aren't they? In the realm of ideas, we're going to have some big big ideas that are eclipsed or thrown away, I think, in the next year. Um, and these may be ideas about, I don't know, government because we've still got Pluto and Capricorn, um, but we're going to have some big ideas that are, are because it's the South Node, which is the I want to say the waste disposal node in Sagittarius 
and the North Node in Gemini. So new ideas are coming in mm. and old ideas are going away. Yeah. Um, and there may be some, you know, it may be kind of solution oriented mm. rather than just going blah, blah, blah. I think uh, it would be interesting to, you know, the nodal cycle is 18 years and nine years, you know. So the last time the North Node was in Sagittarius was nine years ago, 2011. Is that right? So that would have been, there would have, were a lot of big ideas coming in. That was the year of the Arab Spring. Yeah. I was thinking the nodal cycle was 27 years. Why am I thinking that? That's the progressed lunar return, isn't it? Yeah. Nodal yeah. cycle is 18, you know, 18, so years. 18 years of the nine yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Nine year reverso in the middle. But so nine years ago was um, that North Node was in Sagittarius. And yeah. there were some really huge ideas floating around then that came in. And I think some of those ideas were, are about justice. Mm. You mm. know, as you're saying, they are about what's fair and what's not fair. Who gets mm. to speak and who doesn't get to speak? Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, you know, Sagittarius is also, it's, it's religion, isn't it, as well? Yeah. You know, Jupiter is your beliefs. It's your religion. It's, it's your values, too. And that's what I mean about the sort of judgy side of, of Sagittarius, really. It is a religious sign. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the religion, you know, it's sometimes it's the Taliban or the, you know, Puritan fathers. Mm. Um, you know, that sometimes mm. this religion can be off with everybody else's head. I'm, I'm right and you're not. Yeah. Um, it's when it shifts into ideology, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. So what do we think of this personally? <laughs> yeah, well, that was Sagittarian. We just had a Sagittarian conversation, which started off very tiny and then got huge. Let's just talk about, you know, Puritanism in the 18th, in the whatever, in the 17th century. Or not. Should we just pull it in a little? Let's rein it in and have a look at the lunar eclipse on November the 30th. Because some of our listeners will just want to know, but what does this mean for me? <laughs> I mean... Well, for you, what's going to happen? <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the lunar eclipse in Gemini. Yeah, at eight degrees. Eight degrees, it is. And mm. you know, it's a lunar eclipse. It's not a huge wham bam eclipse because it's not tight tight. Um, so I'm not even sure we'll be able to see. It. It's like penumbra or something. Maybe just a scrape that you can see. So I would be surprised if you can see it. Um, but it's going to affect Gemini's, obviously. Mm. Is I would say, and you may be feeling very emotional. I would say this about eclipses in general. Not only are they about leaders going, but they can make one feel awfully emotional. Mm. And you can get carried away with your emotions at that point. And emotions that have been bottled up tend to come out. Um, And I feel that's especially true for Geminis at this point. Um, You know, it's also, it's pretty important uh, for Virgo this eclipse yeah um, because it's about a, may, it may be like a parent mm-hmm. some change with your parent mm. or, or your relationship with your parent mm. yeah it's, it, the, it's the foundations are there of um, virgo's horoscope isn't it so it's something that shifts the foundations where you're it's it links the past and the future i always think that axis yeah, so it's, that's where the big changes are in that axis. Um, yeah, it's at the top <laughs> for, for um, Gemini. So, sorry, so for Virgo. 
for Virgo. So yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's likely to be big changes, maybe around career and home. I mean, I think you know, with, when when you've got eclipses coming up, one of the things I think is don't take for granted the areas of your life where these eclipses are falling. You know, look at who or what may be eclipsed. You know, what's hidden, what might come to light because eclipses are about, you know, very often they're about external events. They're about the unexpected. Um, so it's really worth, you know, paying attention to where these eclipses fall and think, you know, what do I need to do in those areas that would help? Especially um, if you have any planets at eight degrees or around there. And this actually applies to all signs. You know, if you have anything at eight degrees, yeah. um, that will be affected by this eclipse. And it's like, it is like a little, it's like something opening up. Yeah, and yeah. some stuff coming out from the under, not necessarily the underworld, but from, you know, secrets, that kind of thing. These things are revealed at this point. Yeah, I often mm-hmm. think, you know, for me, a really good um, symbol of what an eclipse is, is, is if you think about a shadow falls, and then when the shadow lifts, there's a new landscape, there's mm-hmm. a new vista, a new perspective. Um, and, and so, you know, sometimes it, it, it requires a change in attitude. I mean, for both Gemini and Sagittarius, this lunar eclipse is also about relationships. It's, you know, because it's the opposite ends of the axis. So really key time for relationships. Again, traditionally, I wouldn't um, plan anything for on the eclipse date. Because oh, well, you're well, still... it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I always you know, cause, because then that's when things are hidden. I think you have to wait a few days and then see what emerges and then make a decision or take action but particularly on the lunar eclipse because it's so emotional i think it's very easy for dramas to erupt or to get caught up in the emotion of situations and to act impulsively and that's really not good advice on on an eclipse at all so, so it's kind of reining that in yeah especially i would say for sagittarians you know be prepared maybe for some kind of emotional outburst you know yeah. and it may, may not be yours it may be somebody else's you know and don't necessarily you know take it all it's not always just all the truth coming out it's just a bunch of emotion sometimes so you need it to settle down yeah for pisces this is also and these eclipses are important you know yes so for pisces this is um oh i've lost my place yeah it's It's actually so it's actually, yeah, it's pretty important. So it's a moon in its own place, in a way, in the, with, for Pisces, you know, it's down in the fourth house. What, what's really interesting about this for Pisces is that Neptune turns direct on the 29th. Yeah. So the, the eclipse is on the 30th. So, you know, actually that does feel... It feels like a huge release of emotion. It feels very emotional, like kind of a flood or the, you know, yeah. sea opening or... So if you happen to have a Gemini child, any Pisces, hmm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> be prepared for a flood of emotion. <laughs> Something's being really released, I think, for, for Pisces. You well, know, that could be... Yeah, go on. I was going to say, it could almost be, oh, there's a feel of it being kind of um, ancestral or <laughs> almost like releasing past lives or, you know, it could take you really, really right back, actually, for Pisces. No. It'd be a flood. Yeah, and I would suggest actually, Pisces, if you don't have the Gemini child, um, who's going to be very emotional, I think it would be an incredible kind of eclipse series, but to but especially this one with the Neptune opening up, to explore your kind of psychic abilities, actually. 
mm. you know, because that's what the Neptune is doing is connecting you. This long, long transit of, of Neptune through Pisces is connecting you spiritually to the great numinous big one. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things this Neptune is about. It may be making you very big in the art world at the same time, but you know, yeah. um, for those of us who are not doing that, or but maybe making you a big movie star, I guess. Um, yeah, and that's eclipses are that, aren't they? Yeah. You know, people rise to prominence. Yeah, they're suddenly in the spotlight as well. Mm. They they can lift you up as well. Um, yeah. And with that Neptune, I just think it's you know, if you if you want to cry, set things up so you have a good cry that weekend, or you know, you I get drunk or whatever. But just you know, you could really indulge yourself in a way if you need emotions to be released yeah and i think the neptune direct is really important you know it's a subtle important thing that is happening behind the scenes you know Mm -hmm. this neptune has been completely involved with the uh pluto jupiter saturn conjunction because it's been making this sextile the whole time uh, which is a very good aspect so there has been an aspect to all of this which has awakened people's compassion and that is also what Neptune is Pisces is about. And there may be a flood of compassion that comes out with this eclipse. There may be some reason for that. Um, I would also suggest there will be floods somewhere, but you can, you can just say that these days, can't you? And you know, it's going to be true somewhere in the planet because of climate change. I know. Um, but it could well be that there will be floods. Um, or of course, drought is the other thing that's connected with Neptune, isn't it? Neptune and Pisces. But um, it's interesting that, the emotional impact of what's been happening in Capricorn may actually be more released on this eclipse. Yeah. Um, and that the emotional impact could be huge relief. It actually. could be, could be some kind of outpouring of emotion, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be, you know, because we're expecting this to be an emotional eclipse i think that one way to deal with it would be to allow yourself to listen to incredibly emotional music to just go with that flow of emotion yeah and i think for some people it could be incredibly artistic time couldn't yeah. it? i mean you know for aquarius it's fifth house um you know fifth house is creativity yeah and actually scorpio for scorpio you know the neptune direct is in in the fifth, fifth house yeah, yeah. Um, so this is also could be incredible release of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that the Neptune direct is connecting to this eclipse mm. because this is also about communications and influence. I mean, I'm also, you could say, I wonder how much, uh, cause another thing that is Neptune and Pisces is scandal. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, gossip, how much of that is going to come out? Some huge, some media. huge expose on this eclipse with Neptune. Absolutely. Yeah. In the media. I yeah. agree. I think that might be particularly for those people in, you know, have got something in the hit zone of these eclipses coming yeah. up as well. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that could be very, very interesting. But let's, let us care. I mean, so that's the Neptune, direct plus eclipse which we think is a pretty important thing happening this month mm. do we that. want to just look at the solar eclipse next because yeah these eclipses feel like they're pivotal in this month's astrology um and then we can kind of look at what else is is going on as well yeah so um, 
The next one is on the 14th. December the 14th. It's a solar eclipse. It's at 23 Sagittarius. And this is an interesting um, eclipse in the world, isn't it? Because this is the degree of Trump's uh, sun-moon opposition, Gemini-Sagittarius. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 23 or 24, isn't it? But that that is going to be pivotal for him. Will he be eclipsed? I mean, is is the question to ask. But yeah. Um, That's that why, one of the reasons I thought that he would probably lose, even though, having said that, he does well on eclipses. He's, he's one of these yeah. people, if you look back at his life, that he, you know, the great American eclipse may have eclipsed America, but it did not eclipse him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, so he's an eclipse person because yeah. he's born on the full moon, basically on an eclipse. He's mm-hmm. an eclipsy guy, right? Yes. So he, as often, if you look back at his life, done very badly or very well at an eclipse, yeah. he's done both. Yeah. And it's like his life has been, and eclipsy people often are like that. They're people whose lives are roller coasters, you know, up and down. Um, And this could be down. I suspect that this will be just, this is not just the astrology. This is looking at the whole picture, you know, Mm. where he's at. Um, I think think this is, you know, that he he is having his nodal return. So, I do think, you know, the nodal returns, they start a, or they end a chapter or start a new chapter. Yeah. You know, it's something new emerging. And th- this would fit in if we said, you know, these kind of last time they were exactly like this 2001. And then when they were in the opposite signs was 2011. So I'm not sure when he started doing all that stuff about birth certificates and I don't know what, but I think it would fit in with these eclipses. Mm-hmm. Mm. the clip cycle you know when he started mm. making noises about mm. the presidency mm. um oh when he started doing the apprentice actually thinking about it oh yeah um interesting to look at but yeah. there's also with you know when you're an eclipse person there is i mean hubris is also always a word for me that that springs up because it's like it's almost i kind of feel like if you start to play god or think you're immortal you know if you're thinking about it in mythological or astrological terms then you know there's this sense of hubris if you kind of get too inflated or too grandiose then that's when hubris kicks in and can lower you back down so there's also that that theme going on another person who was born close to an eclipse is not an eclipse person in the same way that trump is so dramatically and so powerfully is boris johnson was not you know his son is pretty close to the north node um and Mm. he will be experiencing these eclipses too across um you know opposite to his his son is at 28 degrees gemini though so he's already had the nodes go across that um and the eclipse itself the first one's at eight and the second one's at 23 sagittarius but that 23 sagittarius one Again, it's a total eclipse of the sun, although it's in, I think you can see it in South America or somewhere. It's, it's not, mm-hmm. um, but it is a total eclipse. It's, so it's quite a big one. Yeah. And we, one of the things that's interesting about eclipses is you see them beginning to work before the actual eclipse quite often, especially mm-hmm. mundane affairs, big affairs. And he's had all his problems with relationships um yeah. which is where this 23 degrees eclipse will be halfway you know on the midpoint between his mercury and his sun but in his mm-hmm. relationship sector 
so you know he's there's this Carrie is her name pronounced Simmons or Simons What's I don't name? know I don't know <laughs> this lady the the lady who is has had his baby and who lives in number 10 Downing Street with him um, has been in the news a lot recently in this country for uh, taking a part, uh, taking part in the politics within number 10 Downing Street and mm. being instrumental in ousting the Sagittarian Dominic Cummings. Mm. She's Pisces, by the way, which I think is interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, that's so where it's affecting Johnson, but as an example, you know. And oh yeah, and I think he's he's going to be you know he's going to be in a for a rough ride with these this set of eclipses. It will carry on. Do you think he's going to survive the set of eclipses? No, I think he'll go next year. I think so too. But we'll, um, see. <laughs> we'll see. We may be wrong, but I think that Johnson is in the last chance alone. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the personal now because oh, it's, quite oh, yeah, inter- yeah. it's quite an interesting eclipse actually i mean it is it falls square to neptune there's um it pulls it's next to mercury in sagittarius square to the neptune but also trying to the mars in aries and you know we have got mars moving forwards in aries now it stays in the first sign until the beginning of january and i kind of you know i like this um Eclipses, solar eclipses in particular, they're new moons. So they can be PowerPoints. There can be this, you know, turbo new moon feel, things opening up or moving you forward. Um, so to have Mars in Aries as well, both fire signs, Sagittarius, Aries, fire signs. I think for Aries, this could be things opening up for you, maybe on the travel front, maybe on the education front. And I'm looking at that from a personal perspective because I want to get abroad. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm liking this solar eclipse. I think, you know, once this solar eclipse sort of powers up and moves forward, there could be an, you know, an opportunity to, to explore, to travel, to study, whatever. But there's, there's this bigger picture opening up. It feels like kind of quite powerful Mm. um, focal point, the solar eclipse for Aries. Yeah, I like it for Leo's as well. Um, You know, I, I think that for Leo's, I, I, and actually I agree with you. I think that um, this actually could be quite a positive solar eclipse. It's like um, time for things to, you know, you should be spending these last, we're in the last furlong really of the Capricorn time that we've had. Mm. Right? So lockdown is going to continue by the way. It's not like it's going to, suddenly end and COVID suddenly going to be completely solved but we're in this last furlong and we should be getting rid of a lot of stuff okay so because we're kind of leaving stuff behind we're leaving things behind we're leaving the past behind hopefully we've solved some issues you know um and things are moving very quickly I feel that they're going to start moving very quickly already you know since Mars is turning direct now sort of as we're speaking and by the time, but by the time of the solar eclipse, Mars is already back at 20 and is not, it's not moving that fast, but it's moving with great determination. It's like someone walking quickly and knocking things aside mm-hmm. and moving into the future. Um, and with, with a kind with a sense of purpose. And mm-hmm. I think that our, you know, one of the things that happens with 
Mars retrograde is that you can kind of lose your sense of purpose and lose your direction. And now that Mars is direct, we're going to be feeling what our sense of direction is much more keenly, and especially from the solar eclipse. Mm. Um, so I think that is key. And I think that the, um, you know, for Leo's, this is actually about creativity. Mm. You know, if you have a creative project that has been, you've been messing around with, or if your child seems to have been in the doldrums, suddenly it all goes starts to go direct starts to go ahead um and you should you feel able to make choices and make decisions because that's the other thing is that about mars retrograde is that one can feel very indecisive you know or decisions don't work out but now your people should be making decisions quickly you know and i think that also especially applies to cancer for instance you know with this it's a it's a uh it's an eclipse, which is to do with the people who work for you or with your colleagues or with how you organize your life. Mm. Um, but your kind of executive function starts as has kicked in, you know, and you may have been sort of flunking around, not able to make decisions about certain very sort of important basic things. You're able to do this after the eclipse. Yeah. You know? Problems. It can also be obstacles moving aside an eclipse or being blown, as you said at the beginning, eclipses are often something coming in from the outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So an obstacle maybe move for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agreed. And the other nice thing about this eclipse actually is that, um, you know, the two best planets, Venus and Jupiter are making a lovely sextile on the day of the eclipse. They're very close so Venus in Scorpio, Jupiter in Capricorn, and this, you know, Jupiter is the ruler of this eclipse as well. So there is a theme of kind of, I don't know, there's a theme of love or generosity around with that combination. Um, and the love theme, I think, might be particularly strong for both Scorpio and Taurus, actually. Venus in Scorpio's star sign. So, you know, you're at your most attractive or popular or attracting kind of good news or contracts or whatever but attracting stuff into your life and I think for Taurus as well there could be you know for me looking at this astrology for Taurus it might be um some hearing from someone you know a a lover who a foreign lover or something something quite magical could sort of appear or appear on or just after this eclipse as well or yeah a love that has been unable to flourish in will become unconfined somehow or Mm. conversely a love that has flourished in confinement will flourish even more yeah that's for taurus it does look very it looks nice Mm. um i also think you know back to cancerians i think it looks pretty good for them too you know that it's you may have felt quite trapped i mean obviously you have right Mm. cancer may not have been able to move forward but actually your faith comes back i think Mm. yeah and for cancer it's a really it's an important time just for kind of work and future and next steps because that mars is in cancer's career sector and sagittarius's work sector so it feels like um you know a good time to to get proactive about these areas looking ahead as well i mean whenever we have 
um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Sagittarius comes at that time, really, when you're looking ahead to the next year. It's a really good time to fire arrows into the sky to to see what you can kind of create or conjure up in the year ahead. It's a time to have a big vision, actually, um, you know, to line up sort of vision, ambitions, goals. Um, I, think, I think it's important to say that for Capricorns, you know, you are coming into the end of this big, big, big Capricorn year. Mm. And I think that, I mean, obviously it really kind of ends on the 20th of December, 21st of December with the grand conjunction, the great conjunction yeah. in Aquarius in the next sign along, right? So you're yeah. coming to the end of this big Capricorn year, which ends on your kind of birthday, on the day that the sun goes into your sign. So you're going to have a lot, a good, it's going to, work quite well for you i think that you're going to be able to shine a light on things and you'll feel um but but it really does begin with this eclipse you know mm. that's the end that's the beginning of the end mm. you know? and you were in this end game and by the time of this eclipse which is happening in the 12th house for you in a hidden place mm. um you know it's you'll feel quite strongly i think a that you can maybe relax a little bit because it's like you've been carrying a huge burden, the Capricorns, you know, you have a lot of power under this conjunction that we've been having for the whole of 2020, but you also have a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe looking at what you're prepared to let go of in a way or. Um... And reminding yourself that you, you know, you, you're responsible for you too. Yes. Not just yes. everybody else. Yeah, it's kind of shifting perspective, isn't it? And looking at, you know, your needs too at this point. And the eclipse is also, I mean, for Pisces, this is about, uh, maybe about a career, I think. There may be something that you're going to stop doing. Or there may be, that's one way this can work, manifest. Or there may be an important person in your company, a VIP, who departs. Mm -hmm. and is making space and mm -hmm. i think that one is quite likely because this is this eclipses at 23 degrees which is a degree point that we've seen a lot of in the last yeah. year right, right because there's been that's basically where pluto has been hanging around in capricorn at 23 degrees there's yeah. been a lot of lunations around 23 degrees so this, yeah and that continues actually that continues into 2021 yeah, and even before, so the 23 degrees has been very, if you have anything at that point um, or in your chart, this, this eclipse is important for it, but it actually keeps on getting stimulated um, and has been in 2020. Um, and for, so for Pisces, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some important person who, who leaves and there's a, a there's a, uh, I want to say a vacancy. Um but in general, because it's a south eclipse on the south node, it may feel like there's a vacancy at the top for quite a bit of the year mm -hmm. know, for Pisces. There's no, you know, that because that south node is a, a is slightly about emptiness, isn't it? Mm. So you, by that you mean um, kind of not finding your place, or in in some way, or not finding the role you want. No, I mean that there literally may be people who run things who aren't there. So there's okay. no boss there. Okay. There's no one in charge. Okay. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, 
that's just what occurs to me that there's no one in charge. You may also have difficulty finding your role or finding your direction mm. um, when you have when you're having these eclipses, or you may think, oh, I'm going to go that way, but then the eclipse takes you a different direction. A different direction. So for Pisces, this is less of a problem because you're a flexible sign. Yes. So it's like, okay, I couldn't do that. I'll do this. Yeah. So be prepared. I would say this is one of the themes for the year ahead, but with this eclipse to be flexible mm. and make a different plan. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, also another, I mean, we haven't spoken about Libra yet either. Um, yeah. It's quite an interesting time for Libra, I think, because, you know, that Mars in Aries is particularly strong now and it's your partner planet in your relationship sector. So it might be a time when for me, that feels like someone else is in charge. Um, you know, that could be a good thing. Might not. I mean, it dep- really depends on your situation. It may be that you, you've got someone in your life who's kind of, you know, maybe they're the breadwinner or, um, or they're the one with, you know, pushing forwards. Um, or but a hot, my... hot, sexy Swede. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it could be very passionate. Yes. Someone who's <laughs> taking over your life in a good way, good, yeah. sexy way. Um, but but Venus is in Scorpio for most of this month ahead. So you know, for you, that's really about money, actually. So your personal money sector. So in fact, that's that's where you need to kind of be turning your attention to to getting getting finances sorted, and also looking at ways. You know, most Libras I know are just they're givers. There's I, I know a Libra friend who has um she always has little gifts to give. So there's this real um, it may be a time when you're, you know, really enjoying looking at how you can gift others as well, whether that's linked to Christmas or or not, I don't know. But there's this sense of really wanting to look after and um, uh, the other people in your life to treat them, maybe to give to others that that could bring a lot of joy um, your way. And if you've had a release, uh, something going on in your sibling relationships, this is for Librans. I think that that's also what this eclipse is about. Yes. It may be that that comes to a head, comes to an end. Uh, yeah. You know, there may be, it may be good or it may be bad. You know, eclipses, it can go either way. Right? Siblings and neighbors, actually. So it could be, you know. Yeah. That situation is, it's interesting. I'm thinking of a great Libra friend of mine who has a situation with her siblings and her neighbor at the moment. Um, and I think that this is going to, this mm. eclipse is going to, bring that out yeah more, you know um i better make sure that she listens to this podcast um yeah 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 um so i'm really no idea where we are on time christina have you kept tabs on time <laughs> i haven't either but i do want to just mention aquarians and, and okay. the conjunction the, are, are we going to talk about the grand conjunction in this one or in the next podcast well i it, you see what's interesting is that it falls on the day of the solstice so it's really it's for next it's going to be next month's big theme but saturn moves into aquarius on the 17th of december jupiter moves into aquarius on the 19th of december so right at the end of this month we're looking at um but i, I mean i think it's going to be next it's got to be next month's but it's important that this eclipse that happens, you know, on whatever the day is, the 14th, soon after that, Jupiter moves, Saturn moves. 
Yes. You know, or rather Saturn moves, Jupiter moves. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is the, the fresh start really starts with that eclipse of letting something really big go for certain people. Um, and for Aquarians, this is about you, you know, the, what's coming up is, you know, your is going to be about your place in the community. Um, you may actually find that you want to get, because Aquarians can get very involved with community things, right? And you may actually want to let go of one of those responsibilities, one of those things that you've been doing, mm. because other things are going to be coming in. Mm. You, and also you're going to need to take charge of something probably mm. um, in the next couple of years. You're going to need to step in and take charge. So you need to make space for that. And I think that that's one of the things, you know, if you are really involved with some kind of community project or projects or um, uh, some kind of institutional thing, I think that this, you know, for Aquarians, this eclipse may be about letting that go. Mm, yeah. Creating space. Okay. I, you know, this, as, as we get close to the end of the year, you know, with this, Sagittarius theme and the planets starting to move into Aquarius. You know, our focus is on the future, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I just think most of us will be quite pleased to say goodbye to 2020. I have to say on the lockdown situation, I I know you said that you think lockdown is going to continue. I'm not so sure, actually, but we'll see moving forward. I just wonder, and I'll tell you why, is that, I mean, I think that they will lift it because they're worried about our shopping, you know, (laughs) and the economy collapsing. Well, um, and all sorts of other reasons. I mean, you know, it's really doing people's mental health. It's this, there's a lot of, you know, there's some benefits, but it, this is outweighed by other factors as well, which I think you, whether the government takes that into account or whether the society wants to start taking that into account. Well, it needs um, to be done much more rationally. I mean, I've told you about my cousin who was unable to visit his wife in hospital at all. For weeks, as she lay there in a coma, for I mean, just appalling, appalling. Why? Why not? Well, it's become yeah. It's the it's it's this lack of human contact. It's the inhumaneness. I think now the situation. That's why. But I'll tell you what I'm thinking with the astrology. Okay. Okay. Um, which is that when we went into a lockdown at the beginning of the year, it was when Saturn went into Aquarius. Agreed. And when we came out, is when Saturn came out of Aquarius. Pretty much. Yes. Around there, so it was very connected actually to Saturn in Aquarius. Mm. This time, Saturn goes into Aquarius with Jupiter, so I'm hoping that it's not quite as crazy. But I don't think that it's all going to be just completely lifted mm. as per, and we're going to just go back mm. to how we were. I think that there will be restrictions mm. still, and I don't see that Saturn in Aquarius. You know, Saturn in Aquarius is partly about having rules about stuff. It's about mm. regulation. And it's about regulating society. And in some ways that may be good, but in some ways that may be very restrictive of freedom. So there's going to be tension <laughs> between the freedom-loving Jupiter in Aquarius and the rules-loving Saturn in Aquarius. And how they work out is going to be the, the theme of 2021. Agreed. And we get Uranus in the mix. Yeah. Squaring exactly. Jupiter and Saturn next year. And that theme is freedom. People want their freedom back. So it's going to be very interesting. It's and awesome. that kicks in That kicks in in January, February 2021. But anyway, now we're getting on to 2021 thing. Okay. But it's also ideology, isn't it? Ideas. It's like yeah. there's going to be a big clashes of ideas. Yes. What are going to be what people are talking about in 2021 is big big concepts about the future 
Yeah. Um, and who's going to win those ideological battles, whether it will be different in different countries. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Well, on that note, should we say goodbye? Okay, sure. <laughs> this is so Sagittarian, this one. It just was really wide ranging. Okay. Mm. Um, so yeah. uh, see you next month. See you next month. Have a good month, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.